This program is a production of the Reformed Forum, an organization devoted to producing and distributing Reformed theological content for a connected age. Online at reformedforum.org. This is East of Eden, a program devoted to the biblical and systematic theology of Jonathan Edwards. Welcome to East of Eden. This is Nick Batzig. I'm your host today, and this is our weekly podcast of the Systematic and Biblical Theology of Jonathan Edwards. We're glad that you have tuned in to listen to our show today. We have a very special guest. It's our hope to have um, some Edwards scholars and men who are working very closely with um, Edwards um, writings come on the show and, and allow us to interview them. And we have Dr. Ken Minkema who is the executive director and the director of the Jonathan Edwards Center there at Yale University. Um, Dr. Minkema, it's great to have you on the show this morning. Nice to be with you, Nick. And uh, we have our usual panelists this morning. We have Jeffrey C. Waddington with us. Uh, Jeff is the teacher of the congregation at Calvary OPC in Ringo's, New Jersey. He writes at feedingonchrist.com. Jeff is currently working on his dissertation on Jonathan Edwards' apologetical method. And Jeff, it is great to have you on the show again today. It's good to be here, Nick. Well, we want to jump right into this this morning with Dr. Minkema. It's, it's a pleasure to have him on the show. I especially am grateful for the work of the Jonathan Edwards Center at Yale University because I, on a weekly basis, use the website that they have built in my own sermon preparation and my own research and study. It's a tremendous website. If our listeners are not familiar with that, you can go to edwards.yale.edu. And they have just a world of resources in Edwards studies. Um, it's it's very user friendly. They have what I find one of my favorite things on this site is the um, the sermon index, and they have things broken down canonically, chronologically, um, and in other categories, other searchable ways that you can search the sermons of Jonathan Edwards that they are even now putting up more and more of. And Dr. Minkema, we wanted to uh, open the show this morning with having you just fill our listeners in on uh, the history of the Jonathan Edwards Center at Yale University, if you would. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a fairly colorful story, actually. Um, the Edwards Project was actually founded back in the early 1950s. And, you know, right after the Korean War, and this is during the McCarthy period, and you know, the big questions are, what is quintessentially American? Um, there's a lot of discussion of identity going on back then and uh, what distinguishes uh, Americans and, and the United States of America. And so this is the period, not coincidentally, in which you know, the Founding Fathers projects are initiated. You know, papers of Washington and... Uh, Adams and Jefferson and so forth. Um, and there was a, uh, a very uh, eccentric but uh, incredibly influential scholar at Harvard by the name of Perry Miller, uh, who uh, was really significant in uh, rehabilitating our views of uh, Puritanism uh, with his books on the New England mind, for example, um, 
who uh, also wrote a biography of Jonathan Edwards in 1949. And uh, he undertook uh, to get a new edition of Edwards's uh, works uh, published. Now, this hadn't been done since the early 19th century, so it was long in coming. Uh, of course, though, in the mid-20th century, the view of Edwards, uh, for most people, unfortunately, is uh, he's the preacher of sinners in the hands of an angry God. Right. Um, and, you know, this is the way in which most people are introduced to him through their anthologies in high school or college, uh, history or literature and so forth. And so, you know, what possible good <laughs> could come uh, from an edition of uh, Jonathan Edwards and this hellfire and brimstone uh, preacher of the past? What role could he possibly play in a modern, democratic, progressive kind of America? Uh, Miller's biography for those of you who haven't read it, provides some very interesting and very sort of cogent and um, pointed uh, answers to these sorts of questions. Uh, what is Edwards's importance and relevance to uh, the modern world? Um, but he, Miller noticed that amongst all of these new projects being proposed, all the founding fathers and the Federalist Papers and the Constitutional Papers and so forth, very political and military and, sort of govern and, and, and governmental sorts of projects being found. So there's not one thing in here on the history of religion or anything like that. Hmm. We need Jonathan Edwards. Um, it was an uphill battle, needless to say. Hmm. Uh, but Miller, by sheer dint of personal will, but a strong-armed Yale University, basically, into uh, issuing, uh, beginning a, uh, a, new, a new edition of um, the works of Edwards, published by Yale University Press. The first volume came out in 1957, um, and unfortunately, the uh, pr product, pro uh, production rate was pretty slow. Uh, it didn't have the kind of funding that other projects did. You know, the, for example, the National Endowment for the Humanities was created to fund the Founding Fathers projects. Did you know that? I did not um, know that. No. That is why it was created. Huh. Uh, so I hope people won't down won't, won't uh, talk bad about the National Endowment for the Humanities in this day and age because they do some very important work yes. in funding those those crucial projects. Um, but anyway, the, the Edwards project never really was able to get federal funding until very recently, actually. Huh. Um, but they weren't able to get it at that time because, you know, is Edwards a historical figure or is Edwards a religious figure? It goes back and forth. And so um, the, 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 the edition didn't have much funding. Production was very slow, as I said. Um, and... Uh, you know, by 19, the 1980s, only half a dozen or so volumes had, had come out. But it was the 1980s that was the great period, you know, the Reagan years, the great period of religious philanthropy. 
and you have these tremendous foundations and individuals giving in religious, the area of religious history um, and religious philanthropy. I'm thinking of the Pew Trusts, the Lilly Endowment, the Luce Foundation, people like this. Hmm. Uh, it's really a little looked at aspect of that period, the rise of religious philanthropy, because it enabled a whole new uh, literature uh, for um, uh, historiography, for uh, appreciating uh, history of religion in the United States. Hmm. One, it created a whole new generation of scholars devoted to that topic, especially what's interesting, evangelical scholars. Hmm. Uh, you know, so you see these evangelical scholars being placed in very important uh, academic posts in universities, Ivy League universities, important state universities across the nation. It's kind of interesting to see that. And, of course, then these foundations giving to projects like the Edwards uh, Center. And so with that, we were really able to take off. That's when I came on. I came on in the late 1980s. Okay. Um, and I've been here, <laughs> been here ever since. <laughs> Haven't been able to get away. Um, but I think it's a good thing in the end. Um, and so you know, that, along with increased attention, allowed us to dramatically increase our, our production um, so that we finished a 26-volume uh, printed edition in the year 2008. Mm. Uh, now, since then, we've gone digital. Right. As you said in your introduction. So uh, with the Edwards edition kind of morphed into the Jonathan Edwards Center in 2003, which was the tercentenary of Edwards's birth. And with the creation of the Edwards Center, uh, we also created the digital archive. And um, this includes all the texts of the 26 volumes plus um, Supplemental materials, which total upwards of something like 75 volumes worth of material. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And we're still, as you say, we're still putting uh, stuff um, up there. Uh, and we do, a, we do a regular upload of, of new and revised content. Um, and so what we provide there is not only Edwards's writings um, and transcripts, form and an edited form, but we provide educational materials, uh, we provide information on publications, on how to do research, mm. um, and uh, a number of other tools, you know, chronologies and bibliographies that are up there, and teaching materials mm -hmm. there and so forth. So we're, we're trying to be kind of a full service project in research, education, mm -hmm. and publication. Uh, so. It's a it's a remarkable resource. Again, I want to just emphasize to our listeners how important a resource this is. I know I talk to a lot of friends that love Edwards that, you know, I would consider to be scholastic evangelical theologians and and they don't even know, I don't think, the extent of what is on Yale's website. So I really want to emphasize to our listeners to familiarize yourself with that. There are, I mean, there's so much. I, one day I went through um, and just changed the URL pages to see all that you had, extra resources you had, and found all kinds of stuff I didn't even know was on there. So um, it's also very uh, searchable. 
Uh, if I, I'm preaching through First Corinthians right now, and I'll type in First Corinthians five, and it will bring up everything in everything you have up there, and then I can work through those paragraphs. So it's a remarkable uh, resource, and we're we're very grateful for the work y'all have done. What what is um, what are you cur- currently working on at the center? Well, we have a a number of initiatives here. Um, besides the regular, as I mentioned, the regular updates of new materials, uh, we've initiated an online journal called Jonathan Edwards Studies. Uh, That started in January of 2012, and we certainly welcome submissions from members of your audience out there. Uh, This is open access, but also a professionally refereed a journal um, that is meant to uh, provoke discussion uh, and and research and use of of Edwards and related topics. Hmm. So uh, that that's one thing. Jonathan Edwards studies. You can you can simply um, go to the website for that, or you can you can just Google it as well. Um, another thing that we've been doing over the past few years. Um, with the, and with the advent of the digital edition, you know, we're able to, first of all, um, uh, have a, uh, a list of registered users. And if you go to the site, we, you know, we ask that you register so we know who you are. Uh, and we can, we can contact you because we send out announcements on a regular basis and we provide news um, and things like that. And you can keep up to date with what's going on kind of in the world of Edwards studies that way. Um, but another thing that we've been doing is we've been watching where people are from that are using our site. Where are these visitors, these users uh, based? And we've noticed around the world that there are a number of hotspots, if you will. Um, of course, the UK, uh, Australia, Places like that, but also, interesting enough, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, wow, mm. Brazil, Eastern Europe, China, of course, South Korea. Maybe that's not so big a surprise, but South Korea, Japan, the Philippines. Mm. So we get we get um, close to a half a million unique visitors a year, that's wonderful. and um, significant portion of. These visitors come from these areas of, of the world. And so to reach out to these people and um, uh, you know, try to create partnerships with them, we've created affiliate centers, and we currently have eight of them right. around the world. And you can, if you go to the global centers on our website, that page there, you, you, can, you can get the uh, descriptions of them. Um, we recently uh, inaugurated the center um, in Brazil, in wow. São Paulo, um, and in July I'm going to initiate or help to inaugurate a center in Budapest, in Hungary, and at Heidelberg University in Germany. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so it, it's tremendous. And, and what's interesting is each center you know, has a slightly different character to it. They have different interests and emphases, and they do different kinds of activities um, 
based on where they are and what their um, what their needs are, uh, what their interests are, and so that's a fascinating thing to see how Edwards is used in, say, Australia as opposed to Poland. Right. Going on there, how do they? Edwards the philosopher maybe versus Edwards the evangelist. Mm-hmm. That so that that's um, just a very very rewarding um, uh, initiative for us to get involved with with all of these uh, good folks uh, around around the world uh, who you know, we're clustering around of all things Jonathan Edwards um, and then also um, your this is really a propitious uh, kind of uh, moment here because we've also uh, we're inaugurating what we call our global editing project. Okay. Um, and through this, individuals can actually volunteer to edit the sermons of Jonathan Edwards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we've done is to create a secure uh, online environment as part of our platform in which uh, people can um, submit uh, their interests, they can you know, volunteer, and then they can receive uh, materials, uh, they can receive transcripts, um, they can uh, be trained, uh, uh, submit their um, drafts that we can then review and, and, and correspond back and forth, and then submit the final product uh, which will then be um, available for their own use if they want to publish them, um, but also we would want to publish them on our website uh, here for everybody uh, to use. Mm. So, uh, yes, if you're if you're interested in um, uh, becoming a part of this initiative, because we have a huge backlog of transcripts, sermon transcripts. You know, and, and we're an office of two. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, we have two full-time individuals, and we have a lot. And as you can just tell from some of the things I've talked about, we have a lot of a lot on our plates. So we wanted to do this um, to help get the texts out there faster, uh, but also to give. This is part of our educational mission because we wanted mm-hmm. to give people the opportunity to work with these incredible sources. Uh, in many cases, these sermons have not been looked at since Jonathan Edwards preached them. You know, that, that's how like wide open this all is. So this is, an, we feel, a, a really prime opportunity for people um, to, to learn about, about the historian's craft, if you will, um, and to engage with these uh, really important uh, texts and uh, to uh, you know, make resources available to other people who are um, interested in reading them. So the, it fulfills that we feel uh, a lot of uh, very good uh, goals. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, I obviously, as a reform pastor, I'm particularly excited to hear that the Jonathan Edwards Center is opening these and helping partner with these other centers throughout the world because that's just another you know platform for the propagation of the reform faith. Edwards being such a giant of a theologian, let alone the literary value, as you've noted, the philosophical value and all the other. Uh, benefits that 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 will open. That's a very, very exciting thing. We just interviewed on a podcast that we do called Christ the Center. We interviewed a friend of mine who's doing doctoral studies on John Owen, and he's doing it at the, um, help me out, Jeff, what was, what's the university in uh, South Africa? Bloemfontein, is that right? I think it is Bloemfontein, and that he is, and they work with the Jonathan Edwards Center, is that correct? D- does the the Jonathan Edwards Center at Yale work with other schools with students doing PhD work and studies on Edwards? Absolutely. One of our, the JE Center Africa is located at the University of the Free State in Bimfontein. Yes. Um, yes, that's right. And um, I I can't recall the name of the person doing that dissertation, but I know of that particular project. Um, and that's great because Owen, of course, is another really important uh, figure in the Reformed uh, heritage that really needs to be uh, taken more notice of. Um, but yeah, we do work with the, the folks down there as well um, in the Faculty of Theology and in the Graduate School as well. So That's wonderful. Um, I know you and I have talked in the past briefly about my interest to do more studies in Edwards on the Song of Songs because he had such a, a large amount of... Um, I think biblical theological insight throughout his writings on the song that need to be called together and, and, um, and a focused study needs to be done thoughts on other things you might put out there to guys considering, um, doctoral study or just further study in Edwards that you think could be done. Maybe things that you'd like to see done by, by, um, younger students and scholars. Sure. Um, just on the, the exegetical uh, piece there. I tell you, yesterday I participated in um, a dissertation defense by a student at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School where where we have the Edwards Center Midwest. Um, And he did a dissertation on Edwards on the Psalms. Mm. Mm. uh, Just a a wonderful dissertation, really, just so rich. Mm. The the, um, student's name is uh, David Barshinger. We'll, we'll have to have him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great idea. You should do that. Um, David Barshinger, uh, Edwards on the Psalms. And, and this highlights um, what I feel is a very important area. One thing that we did um, in the, the Yale edition uh, was to uh, really focus on Edwards's scripture commentary because uh, this had not been really widely available. It had only been very small selections had been put out previously. And we felt it was important because while we can easily recognize Edwards as you know, a, philosoph- a philosopher, as a theologian, as a revivalist, and so forth, um, to recognize him uh, as a biblical theologian and as an expositor right. um, was not possible without 
having these texts available. So the notes on scripture came out uh, in volume 15. The notes on the apocalypse uh, are in volume five. And then most uh, impressively, the, the blank Bible or the interleaved Bible, oh, yes. which is Edwards' main repository of scripture commentary, uh, come, came out in volume 24. And together, these, along with related things, just provide a, a, a really substantial base from which to appreciate uh, Edwards uh, as... Uh, as a biblical exegete. And then, of course, in the sermons, you know, every sermon virtually has an exposition of the text, right? That's how it opens up. And these expositions interact in fascinating ways with these notebook uh, mm-hmm. materials. Mm-hmm. So I would really encourage uh, people to um, look at uh, Edwards as an exegete and doing this on a book-by-book uh, basis is great, you know, like David did it on the Psalms, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you know if you want to do something on on their Canticles, mm-hmm. as Edward called it, or the Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, I'd be terrific. I'd love to see that, um, and we'd be willing to help you. That's something we do, by the way. Mm-hmm. We help scholars. Uh, so if you want to contact us about what you're working on, and you know, what should I be looking at, and uh, are there other works I should be consulting. This mm-hmm. is the kind of stuff that we're happy to help anybody who wants to do some serious work on Edwards or related topics. You know, this is what we're here for. So, you know, give us a call or drop us an email. Uh, Ken? Uh, yeah? Uh, in addition to the, the letterpress edition of the works of Edwards and the online edition, uh, you've been involved with, uh, in conjunction with the Wiffenstock publishers out in Oregon, with the two things that I'm aware of, one would be the your republishing of classic uh, works related to Edwards, yeah. uh, and also recently the first of what two volumes of uh, sermons uh, from the parables of Matthew. Is that right? The- yeah. Thanks for uh, reminding me about that. That's 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 helpful. Um, yeah, we have worked with uh, Whiff and Stock. Uh, publishers to create a series of what we call the Jonathan Edwards Classic Studies uh, series, and we I think we currently have uh, 10 or 11 titles in there, and these are reprints of books that have gone out of, previously gone out of print or out of stock, um, that we felt were really important kind of landmark studies um, on Edwards, on his times, on theology, uh, the impact of theology. Uh, so Alan Heimert's Religion in the American Mind, um, Joe Conforti's study on Samuel Hopkins, is one of Edwards' disciples, uh, Carl Bogue on Edwards and the Covenant of Grace, uh, Pat Tracy's uh, book on uh, Edwards in Northampton, and so on and so forth. So it's a mixture of history, of, of theology, of philosophy, and so forth. Um, and then the other piece there, as you mentioned, uh, we have uh, actually a series of uh, three volumes mm. that are coming out now in which we're presenting previously unpublished sermon series uh, by Edwards on the Mythian parables. Uh, the first, which is now available 
is um, on the parable of the wise and foolish virgin, virgins. Um, and then volume two will be on uh, the parable of the sower, which preached in 1740, uh, right after George Whitfield first came to Northampton. So it's a really fascinating location in terms of time and place and uh, the coming of the Great Awakening. Uh, and then um, the parable of the net uh, preached um, at the same time that he published the treatise on religious affections in 1746. So we're using this, uh, uh, we're using Wittgenstock kind of as a new outlet, if you will, for for previously unpublished Edwards texts. And these volumes are edited and annotated and introduced uh, with the same um, standards that the Yale edition uh, was published. So we're hoping that you know, people will will enjoy them and, and really benefit. Uh, this, this is really a, a good time to be a student of Edwards, isn't it? It's an, ex it's an excellent time uh, to be a student on Edwards. Um, there's there's just unprecedented amount of of interest in him um, on a wide variety of of topics. Uh, so, yeah, you know, jump in. I mean, uh, the water is great. Speak, <laughs> speaking of Edward's students, uh, if you haven't picked it up, Ken obviously has um, submerged himself in um, studying and working closely with a lot of Edwards' texts and writings. But Ken has also done a doctoral dissertation on the history of the Edwards family. Um, the title was The Edwardses, A Ministerial Family in 18th Century New England. It was published in 1988. It was um, Ken received his doctorate from the University of Connecticut. And we only have about 10 minutes left with you, and maybe we could have you on the show again. I think it might be the best option in the, the months ahead to try to schedule to have you come on and talk more closely about your dissertation with us. Um, it's actually what, what I've read of it thus far is, um, is very interesting. Could you just talk briefly about um, how you ended up choosing this topic, um, how you ended up doing it at the University of Connecticut, and then just a, a synopsis of the dissertation itself? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna gonna give my personal narrative. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <here of> sorts. <laughs> right. Um, I I did my undergraduate work at Calvin College under George Marsden, and it was under George that I first actually read Edwards. I, I grew up as my as you know my name might suggest some folks out there. I grew up in the Dutch Reformed Church. Um, but I hadn't really been exposed to Edwards uh, in that in that tradition. Uh, but I came to Calvin, and I was, um, and I became I became sort of interested in him. But it wasn't until uh, I started doing master's work that I read the um, I read the uh, articles by Skip, uh, Harry Stout, Skip Stout, and I determined that oh, this is the guy I want to do my dissertation with. Which is why I went to the University of Connecticut because that's where he was at the time. Okay. Um, and I was I was very interested in religious experience as a historical phenomenon. I was very interested in how people expressed their religious experience. 
um, in the 17th and 18th centuries in the colonial period. Um, and so I became fascinated by um, testimonies, uh, conversion relations, and things like this. And I actually discovered um, uh, a couple sets of these uh, spiritual autobiographies or, or professions of faith from the church of Edwards's father, Timothy Edwards. Right. And, and Timothy was the pastor of East Windsor, Connecticut for <laughs> uh, more than 60 years, uh, a phenomenal a long time. But um, uh, I published these. And so it was through uh, that and through Timothy, actually, that I, I kind of re, re, um, invigorated my interest in, in Jonathan. Uh, and so I started uh, really engaging him more seriously. I became involved in the Edwards Project down here. Um, I was introduced to um, just the, you know, some of the best, um, scholars of Edwards, uh, particularly Thomas Schaefer, who was the editor of the Miscellanies, hmm. and Wilson Kimnack, who was the general editor of the Sermons. And it was under them that I learned uh, really how to read Edwards's handwriting and how to get into the minutia of, um, of studying Edwards. Uh, so I owe them, as well as Skip Stout, I owe them an awful lot, as do, you know, as does anybody who is interested in Edwards, because they just did phenomenal amounts of, of work that really isn't recognized. Um, and so that's how uh, I came to Jonathan. Now, the, the dissertation itself is a bit of a gargantuan <laughs> It is. It is. 700 pages. It's but well, well written. Oh, boy. Um, well, you know, you have to understand this is the late 80s, and this is when personal computers first started to be available. Right, right. And so, so the, it was easy to crank out six and 700-page dissertations suddenly, <laughs> right, uh, on, your, on your old daisy wheel printer. That's great. Um, <laughs> those were the days. Um, I think since then, mercifully, they, you know, departments have placed more of a limit on dissertations, uh, which is a good thing. But um, what I did there was to provide really a multi-generational study of Timothy, Jonathan, and Jonathan Jr., mm. another significant uh, religious and historical figure involved in you know, the revolution and the early republic and uh, the constitutional era and, and, and so forth, the Second Great Awakening. Uh, so he's, he's got some um, some some real relevance uh, as well. And, and what I did there in this was uh, to follow, and to some, to some degree, uh, what was going on in scholarship at the time, which were these similar sorts of multi-generational studies. For instance, I'm thinking of Robert Middlecoff's uh, study on the Mathers, or Paul Nagel's uh, study of the Adams family. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I wanted to do this um, in a more sort of theological way, and so I looked at issues in the three generation of the Edwardses for change and continuity in theological thought. Right. Uh, issues of covenant 
for example, um, of um, conversion um, and of, of uh, the nature of the church uh, and things like this. Uh, so really what you have there is, is kind of a, uh, a three-part biography, but also one with, with kind of these continuities through that, that uh, on, these, on these and other topics. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry we don't have more time to go into um, a lot of the subjects that you cover in your dissertation. I, I don't say this lightly or with any flattery, but it really is a remarkable work, and it's it's obvious why you are in the position you're at at Yale now, um, working as the director of the center. And um, quick question: I imagine this is not this is not in print, and why isn't it? If it's not, <laughs> good question. Well. Uh, what I've done there is to take a lot of the material and push, put them into articles. Okay. Um, and, you know, also, uh, by this time, I would really want to kind of update a lot of the materials. Sure. Um, one of the things, I'll just say one thing, one of the pieces I would really love, and I have tried to explore more, is um, the influence of Edwards' sisters. Hmm. Uh, you know, he grew up one one son in a family of with with ten daughter with ten sisters. Wow! Um, and these were some remarkable women, uh, really. And uh, that's just one one little piece of to follow, and amongst amongst you know uh, many many things to to direct trajectories to to look at in in there. Um, but you know, it's it. Also, just the nature of, of since I'm working on Edwards's texts all the time, it's hard to get the time to write the big books. Sure. Which is why, we, you know, which is why I, I I publish the way I the way I do, kind of this more article length. Right. Well, you have a lot. You have a lot in here, and. Um... I, I know Jeff and I can speak for Jeff, I'm sure, would buy a copy if you ever do oh, yeah. edit this and publish it. It would be a great help, and it's a very, um, it's a very interesting um, dissertation and one that um, I know our listeners would benefit from. Um, Ken, we want to thank you. This has been really great. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to come on and to just fill us in on what's going on with the Jonathan Edwards Center at Yale, your work there the future of Edwards studies. And, um, we'd love to have you back on the show again. And we are, we, we will take any recommendations you have as to future interviews we could do with, with men that you would, um, you would, um, recommend to us is Adrian. And I always say his last name wrong. Adrian Neele or Neil. How do you say it? Yeah. Well, Neil is the Americanized. Version. Is, what is he doing these days? You know, he's uh, continuing his work in, in post-Reformation uh, theology, uh, but he's also involved in um, some other initiatives in, for instance, in South Africa okay. that would be really interesting for your listeners to, to hear about. Yeah, um, so. that would be great. Well, we want to encourage um, all of our listeners to make a good use of the Jonathan Edwards Center website, um, the WJE Online website, all the resources there, pastors, lay people, scholars. I know that this is a site that um, will be a great benefit. Um, if you don't have 
uh, the Yale volumes that Yale has published. Uh, I know they were a hefty $100 a piece almost when they were hardback. I bought a number of those. I know Jeff has a number. Now they're in paperback too, right? They're coming out in paperback? Slowly but surely. Yes. So look for those more affordable and more easily damaged volumes, damageable volumes. Um, (laughs) But um, thank you again for coming on the show. If you guys want to read more of Jeff's work, you can um, find him on the web all over the place at uh, www.feedingonchrist.com where he and I uh, blog together. You can also find uh, Jeff on numerous shows on the Reformed Forum at reformedforum.org. Um, you can also listen to some of his sermons over at uh, Calvary OPC in Ringo's, New Jersey. You can find um, things I am doing and writing and about church planning at newcovpress.com. But we hope that you will tune in again for another episode of East of Eden. Mm-hmm.